Hello and welcome to Chaplain's Word of the Day. I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as we explore God's Word so that we can be inspired, challenged, and comforted together. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett, and today I want to share a word about the promise of God's faithfulness as I comment on Psalm 89. Let's begin by reading verses 1 through 5. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. Selah. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. When engineers develop and test machinery, one of the key issues they examine is reliability. The most wonderfully made machine in the world is useless if it doesn't work as advertised consistently. I remember a blender that was being advertised on television that only worked properly and regularly if you would put uh, 220 volts into it instead of 110 volts. Now, the thing was, if you put 220 volts in it, it would work as advertised for a short period of time. If you put the regular 110 volts in it, as we do here in the United States, it would work improperly forever. That doesn't work very well. Now, the same is true for God in this way. A God with infinite powers is not very comforting if that same God is capricious and arbitrary about His use of that power. We can be comforted, however, in the fact that God promises to us, His children, that He is faithful to us. And we see that faithfulness in our text for today. We begin by seeing that God's faithfulness is established. We see that in verses 1 through 5 that we just read. In business, an established firm is well known. It's known for its product and its services. It has a reputation for being reliable and a good value for money. In the same way, God's faithfulness has been established. It has been established by His showing His mercy to His people, even though they sin. It's been established by keeping His covenants with us, even when we break them on our side. Uh, it's established by relating to His people for generation after generation after generation. In commerce, to me, nothing is more frustrating, or a few things are more frustrating, let's say, uh, than to buy an object from a company, and then when I need some help with that project, maybe when I need a replacement part, or need it repaired, or, or something has gone wrong with it, and I, and I need to, to go back and, and get the, the warranty service, and that company is gone, that is very frustrating to me. A fly-by-night company uh, is, uh, is really a fraud in many ways. But God is not a fly-by-night God. He is a God that will always be there for His people. His faithfulness is firmly established. 
Now, let's continue by reading verses 6 through 8. For who in the heavens can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints, and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness round about thee? What we see the psalmist saying here in this next passage of Scripture is that God's faithfulness is incomparable. God's faithfulness is is established, and now we see it is incomparable or incomparable. You know, in talking about God, we use human terms. Uh, We refer to Him as Father, for example. Now, He calls Himself Father as well, and Jesus did also. Jesus used the term shepherd for Himself. And just now, I related him to an established business. But in truth, there is nothing that compared to God. Nothing. He's far beyond us, far higher than we are, far beyond us. He is transcendent and more than we can imagine. And so too is his faithfulness to his creation and to his people. And you see, faithfulness is simply part of God's character. It is who He is. Faithfulness is simply part of who God is, and He can't deny Himself. Um, His faithfulness is great in Lamentations 3.23, and in 1 Thessalonians 5.24, faithful is He who calls you, who will also do it. And we know that God is faithful. I have had the privilege of working with people from time to time, that are absolutely reliable. They have a reputation in the community. They had a reputation with me for being absolutely faithful. If you call them, they will come. There aren't that many people like that in the world. (laughs) But God is that way. If you call upon God, He will respond. Now, let's look farther down and see verses 31 through 37. If they break my statutes... And keep not my commandments. Then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness I will not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon, and as a faithful witness in heaven, Selah. God's faithfulness is established, and it's incomparable. And here we see that it is unfailing. God's faithfulness is unfailing. God always keeps his part of the bargain. His end of any covenants that he makes is always the hardest end to keep up, but it's always done. He always keeps up his end of every covenant. And he never uses our failures to excuse himself to fail in keeping his covenant. (laughs) There's an old saying, he who smiles in the face of adversity has already figured out someone else to blame. (laughs) That is not the way it is with God. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. You see, his faithfulness does not depend on our obedience. 
People sin and they disobey God. And God could turn away from us. It would be easier and less painful for him. It would be less trouble. But instead, he stays engaged and he corrects and reproves. You see, if God didn't care, he would not correct us. The scriptures tell us the one whom he loves, he chastens. If you don't love your children, you don't correct them. If you don't have a concern for an employee, you don't correct them. That's not the way it works. If you correct someone, you do it out of a concern for them and out of a love for them. And God corrects those whom he loves, which is his people or the people in relationship to him. And God's faithfulness lasts forever. Psalm 36.5 calls it infinite, which means there's no end to it. Psalm 119.90 and 146.6 calls it everlasting, which is basically the same thing. God's faithfulness is unfailing. He will never fail us and he will never fail himself. Because again, faithfulness is a part of who he is. Now, let's conclude by reading verses 15 through 29. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted. For the Lord is our defense, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. Then thou spakest in vision to thy holy one and saidest, I have uh, laid help upon uh, one that is mighty. I have exalted one chosen out of the people. I have found David my servant, and with my holy oil have I anointed him, with whom my hand shall be established. Mine arm shall also strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor shall the son of wickedness afflict him. And I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand also in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, O my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also I will make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. What we see in these last verses is that God's faithfulness is a blessing to his people. And this is shown in God's actions. He exalts His people. He defends His people. He speaks to them and He directs His people. Not only that, it's also shown in people's, His people's response to Him. They know the joyful sound. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They won't come to a stranger, but they'll come to me. They rejoice, according to the psalmist, in His faithfulness and they glory in Him. And God, our God who is faithful, is someone we can have a glory in and we can love. The other thing is, His faithfulness is shown in His plans for their future. He wants to work through them. He, he planned to use the people of Israel to bring His Son into the world, and He plans to use the church to take His Son to the entire world. And through this seed of David, his people will endure forever. 
So our God is faithful. It's established. His faithfulness is established. It's a part of his being. It's incomparable. Uh, and it, it lasts forever. And it's a faithfulness that blesses his people. Do you know the God that has such faithfulness towards you? The scriptures tell us that Jesus knew we were sinners. And yet while we were sinners, he died for us that we might have a relationship to God. Would you accept what Jesus did for you so that you could have a relationship to God and enjoy the faithfulness that God has in his being and the blessing that it brings to our lives? Won't you let him bless you with his faithfulness today? Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon with another portion of God's Word that we can consider together. Every blessing, I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett.